Hello, Overlander, off-road, outdoor enthusiast, whatever you may be, welcome to the Overland Philosopher Podcast. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for tuning in and just letting me share a little bit of my experience from the Enchanted Rockies Trail. What an amazing week this has been. We've been gone for six days now, waking up on day seven. And what an amazing, amazing day. Before we get started, let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. So let me tell you about my friends at LensonSolar.com. L-E-N-S-U-N Solar.com. Linson provides all of the solar panels everything that you need to keep everything charged they have flexible solar panels foldable solar kits solar blankets solar controllers solar generators everything you need to keep everything that you have that needs electricity charged when there is no electricity so check out linsonsolar.com today they run specials constantly they have sales constantly and they have the best prices great products they have warehouses in the uk united states and australia and they will ship products anywhere in the world check out linsonsolar.com today so here we are just off forest road 76 we had just finished up an amazing evening we got out the volcano grill. We filled it with lava rock. I had come prepared for this because I knew that we weren't able to have a fire or uh, any kind of wood or charcoal or anything like this, only propane. So I brought my lava rock, I brought my expandable volcano grill and we lit it up and used that as a heater so we could sit outside because the view was just unreal. We saw the lights down below, miles and miles away. I'm guessing they were probably 15, 20 miles away from the little cities, villages, or whatever that they were down in the valleys. The stars were like crazy. I had a good cigar um, from Stony Creek Cigars out of West Virginia. Man, they make some amazing cigars. We had some cold drinks. It was a little chilly that night, but the but the volcano grill kept us warm, and it was awesome. We loved it. A little later that evening, crawled up in the eye camper, had the buddy heater going, uh, had the windows open. You know, at that elevation, I learned a hard lesson in Colorado. When you got the buddy heater going in high elevations where the oxygen is is real thin you got to leave some windows open because that thing has a sensor on it that will shut it down and you'll wake up freezing to death. So I opened up a couple of the windows, the end windows, had the buddy heater going. At this stage, I was not worried about or concerned about running out of propane like I was earlier in the week. Uh, this was our last night and I wanted to sleep well because I knew I had a long day tomorrow driving home. And I wanted 
to sleep well and be warm. So I had the buddy heater going, had the windows open, and slept like a baby. But I woke up early, and I'm so glad I didn't set an alarm. And I don't know why I woke up early. That's not usually not something that I do, but I woke up early, and I was excited because I wanted to see the sunrise. So the sun had not quite come up over the mountain in the west yet and the colors were just beaming around you could see that when the sun finally was going to hit them hit the trees hit the valleys you would get amazing colors so i opened up all the windows buddy heater going and i just laid there for a little bit Others from the other campsite had come down to see the sunrise. They had stayed back around the trees because they said it was going to be too windy and really didn't want to be in the wind. And, and let me tell you, we went down there to the edge of this cliff, backed up to the row of trees that was on the right side. And as soon as we did, the wind just calm. It was almost like Jesus came out and said, peace be still, because it was just the most beautiful, calm evening and morning that could have been possible there was like no wind whatsoever and so the others that had stayed back at the other campsite had come down to see the sunrise and michael was stirring lee was stirring and then there it was the sun popped out over the mountain and it was one of those magical magical mornings climbed down out of the eye camper put the coffee on on the old coleman stove i got out my 30 year old percolator uh, because i love to watch it and secondly because it makes the best coffee you know those times when the lighting is perfect and you're taking pictures and you look at what you just took and and, you, and you're like, I'm not even going to have to run this through a filter. I can post this just like it is because the lighting is absolutely perfect. It was just like that that morning. No filter could make these pictures look any better. This was one of those times where there was not a cloud in the sky. It was breathtaking. And so I took a few videos and pictures of my coffee percolating. I made me a little bit of uh breakfast it wasn't anything uh, big because on pack up days i usually do things pretty light because i want to be able to pack up pretty easy take my time and just enjoy the moment well this was one of those mornings i just i fixed my coffee sat down with a little something to eat in my chair and just took it all in it was one of those times you know i i, I talk all the time about slow down and don't miss anything take it all in and this was one of those times where i just wanted time to be in slow motion or for time to stand still because i didn't want to leave this was one of those spots where you come to and and you say it's a good thing i didn't come here first because i probably would have stayed here all week but i just wanted to slow down and and take it slow and make sure that I took it all in because I wanted the memories of this place to sink in. Now, when I was a kid, 
my papa was slow at everything. He was very methodical. He took his time doing everything. When we would go fishing, it, it would seem like to me that it would take half the day for him to get the boat ready and the fishing poles ready and hook it up to the truck so we could go. And, and I was just a kid, and I wanted everything to happen right now. My patience was almost non-existent because I wanted to go right now. And he was just very slow and methodical and i know now that it was because he cherished every moment with me his grandson he wanted to make sure things were perfect he wanted to make sure things were done right and hooked up right no accidents um, nothing could happen that would cause us harm and we would have the best most memorable times together and i've learned a little bit of that from him even though he's gone now i can go back and reminisce and think about the times when we were together and think about how slow and methodical and how he just took it all in not wanting to miss a thing and it makes me want to do that in special times like this man the the sun was just perfect it was cool we had jackets on and you just don't get that in arkansas in june you don't get the cool weather the cool mornings like this it was a time that you would not want to forget. And so I just was taking it all in. And only one thing could have made it better. Lee was making bacon. And so I went and sat beside him. He had the Opus kitchen pulled out. The cast iron skillet fired up and he had bacon. And, and he said, hey man, you want some bacon and eggs? I, don't ask me that. I'm not going to turn it down. And so I took a little plate of bacon and eggs and, and sat down with my coffee. And we just did not want to leave. We just sat there thinking how beautiful this spot was. It was not a cliff, as you might say. You could walk down a little ways before it dropped off. There was one tree that Michael had his poop chair on the other side of because he said this is the best poop chair scenery he's ever had in his life and he sat there for a while so it it uh it was uh it was a perfect spot perfect spot we had everything backed up against the trees had great shots of everything and now the sun was just coming up and i could hear michael off in the distance doing his podcast more from the other camp came and it just kind of became the perfect morning but eventually it became time where we had to leave, where we had to start packing everything up. Breakfast was over. We we're getting everything cleaned up. And so I packed up the iCamper. I didn't get much stuff out. I got my chair out. I got my little Coleman stove out and, uh, and a few pots to do dinner the night before and breakfast. So I didn't have a whole lot to pack up. Everything was washed and put away. Folded up the iCamper. About five minutes, I was done. And so... I took on the responsibility of entertaining Amelia, Lee's daughter, while Lee packed up the Opus. Now, it doesn't take Lee long to pack the Opus up, maybe 10 minutes or so. But Amelia was up, the weather was perfect, and she was just full of energy. And so she and I went off into the woods, and uh, I had Walmart sacks because Lee told me she collects everything. And he warned me and threatened me not to help her collect anything but i didn't listen 
I didn't listen. She don't have to ride with me. She don't have to go home with me. And so I had Walmart sacks and we were collecting rocks and pine cones. And we collected everything you could think of. And Lee was so excited when we went back and showed him our collections. He gave me a go-to look like one I got from my ex-wife about five years ago. Man, let me tell you, it was something. But we had so much fun. She had her little camera. Lee has her own little camera that she takes with her. And she does TikTok videos. And she said, Mr. Joey, let's make TikTok videos. And so... She would do a TikTok video, and then she would say, okay, it's your turn. And she would turn it towards me, and, and it would come on. And I would love to see these videos, because we had so much fun making these videos. And I just, I love kids, and it was just a special time for me. And uh, she's just a precious little girl, and I loved making these videos and collecting stuff with her. Now, painfully, eventually, we had to pull out. We headed northeast on Forest Road 76. We were headed towards Angel Fire, and we started our descent down the other side of the pass. We had been on this pass for miles and miles and miles, and finally, we were going down into the trees. We lost our views, and finally we came to a little open spot and we could see the city and so we stopped and got a few pictures stretched our legs this road was just rocky and bumpy and rough and so it was a it was a very slow go uh, the more we went the f closer we got to town the more traffic that there was we were seeing actual cars that came up this way a little hyundai car was parked and I mean, this road was rough. These people wanted to get away from the city bad. But we just started seeing more and more cars. A uh, few side-by-sides, but not many. And eventually, we came out on the highway, took a left, went into Angel Fire. We stopped for fuel. We aired up. And this is where we said our goodbyes to Lee and Amelia. Michael and I were headed east on our way home uh, we would go straight east uh, back to Texas and then head east on I-40 he would get off in central Oklahoma and I would decide whether I wanted to stop or just keep going but Lee and Amelia were going to stay up around Red River um, Angel Fire in that area and camp for another week before they headed home. Now after going through Angel Fire and heading east, we went through a canyon, Michael and I did, went through a beautiful canyon. And this canyon followed, I guess it was Red River. And little did I know what a popular attraction this was for fly fishermen. About every half a mile or so, there was a place where you could pull off on the side of the road and you could actually take your fly fishing pole and go fish in the river. And every one of those places had four or five cars. There were so many people that were there fishing. I guess it was the popular time when everybody fished for trout in the river. So it was very popular. The further east we went, the worse the scenery got. We got out of the mountains, got back into the 
the prairies with the scrub brush, the wind was just unreal, just blowing us everywhere. I had to constantly hang on to the steering wheel because if I didn't, it would blow me smooth off the road. And there was a couple times we went by big grain bins that would shield the wind. And as soon as I got to the other side, I could feel it just blow me. And uh, it was just, it was just so stinking windy. Uh, there's nothing out there to stop it, I guess. So it was just a, it's one of those times where you had to really concentrate and couldn't lose your, lose your focus on what you were doing. We were about to get to this one little town, and out of the corner of my eye this antelope comes charging across the median we were on a divided highway comes charging across the median right in front of me probably not 30 40 yards in front of me and i'm like okay it's going to cross the road so i get into the left hand lane and then it sees me turns around and falls down spins out and gets back up and heads back the way that it came and I just barely missed this thing. I thought it was going to keep going, so I went to the left. Well, then it started, turned around, went back to the, my left, and then I had to jerk back to the right. And I was like, oh, I just barely missed that thing. Stupid antelope. And then Michael called me on the phone. He said, I bet you just about pooped your pants, didn't you? He was right behind me, saw the whole thing. And I was glad, too, because nobody would believe this story if I didn't have a witness. It was... It was so funny. So we, we kept going east. Finally got to I-40. It seemed like forever that trip, that few hundred miles in there. I remember stopping for gas, and Michael was like, you know, I should be getting close to home. And, and he looked it up on his GPS. I said, no, you're not, you're not close at all. And he was like, yes, I am. And he looked it up on his GPS. He said, I still got 200 miles. I said, yes, this is the longest road ever. But we finally made it back to I-40. Got on there. We hightailed it back to central Oklahoma. Mike, Michael got off at Yukon. And we said our goodbyes on the radio. I stopped and got fuel and decided to just get on home. It had been seven days since I had seen my family. And I was ready to see Connie and Bruiser. And I just thought all the way back, what an amazing trip this had been. Stand by. We'll hear from another one of our sponsors. And then we'll recap the Enchanted Rockies Trail 2020. We just got back from Artemis Overland Hardware's Expo. 2020. Aaron at Artemis wanted to give back to all of his customers for, for supporting him in this business. Since COVID hit, Aaron has done really well. People have been ordering online. He just came out with his new website, ArtemisOverlandHardware.com. Whatever you need, rooftop tents, extraction tools, hatchets, lights, ground tents, kitchens, cook stoves, whatever you need, Aaron has it at ArtemisOverlandHardware.com. Check it out today. Give Aaron a call. I 
guarantee he'll set you up with whatever you need to get going, whether it's outdoors, overlanding, whatever you do. ArtemisOverlandHardware.com So our Enchanted Rockies trip has come to an end. Day one, I had just driven 1,200 miles back from West Virginia to Conway, Arkansas, where I live, unloaded, washed, reloaded, took off to Yukon, Oklahoma to meet up with Michael and Lee at Michael's house. And from what I had understood, we were going to stay the night there because the rest of the group was leaving from central Oklahoma, traveling to Amarillo, eating lunch, and then heading to Carlsbad, New Mexico. But Lee was like, hey, it's only like 1 or 2 o'clock. Let's keep going. And that way when we get up in the morning, we'll have that few miles more that we got to go. So we take off. We head west almost to Amarillo. Lee had found a campground, McClellan National Grassland and Lake. Unreal. So beautiful. I never knew this place existed. Been by a thousand times and never had stopped. I know it's there now. Check out episode one of the Enchanted Rockies Trail and listen to me talk about the McClellan National Grassland and Lake. Day two, we ended up in Weed, New Mexico. We wanted to go where the elevation was a little higher because in Carlsbad, it was supposed to get up to like 104 and sleeping in a pool of my own sweat is not something I enjoy doing. So we decided to go around Weed. This was a little off of the Enchanted Rockies Trail. But listen as I talk about the wind. It sounded like a freight train coming through there that night. What a beautiful spot it was. We found a great campsite that was for large groups just above Weed. Day three. This was a chill day. We didn't go very far, but we did some pretty rough trails and we had to clear a bunch of trees to get to another spot. But we were we were kind of in a bind because we were meeting Mark and Cloudcroft on Wednesday, so we kind of had a down day. So we just kind of base camp this day. Some guys went out, explored. Some guys stayed back at camp and just had a reorganization, revitalizing, restful day. Listen to day three as I talk about this chill day that we had. Day four, we went into Cloudcroft and then went north on some forest roads, county roads. The further we went, the higher the elevation, the more beautiful it got. This is where we got into the Smoky Bear District of the National Forest and just started seeing some beautiful scenery, overlooks, long distance views. It was amazing. Day four, check it out. Day five, we go into Santa Fe. We stay in a campground because some people need showers. Some people need to uh, restock on things. So people headed into Walmart. People went to get gas. People went and gathered around a fire because we were able to um, have different things in the campground than we were in the National Forest. And so it was a nice rest and relaxful time. We, we got to refill on water. We got to power everything back up, and it was uh, a great time ending with 
the most epic shower singing ever. So tune in, day five, Santa Fe. Day six, we get to Forest Road 76 and end at the most epic campsite ever. One of the most beautiful roads I'd ever been on. New Mexico started to look like Colorado, but it was a little greener. It was just so beautiful, and I can't hardly put into words how beautiful it was. Check out day six, Forest Road 76. And then today we're headed home from Angel Fire all the way back 1,100 miles to Conway, Arkansas. I want to give a special thanks to Philip for putting this trip together. Man, what a great rig he's got with that trailer and the one-ton truck. It was just a huge, massive rig. So, such a cool guy, and I love spending time with him. I want to thank Michael from all over Overland for inviting me on this trip. He didn't know who I was from Adam. But just because of some comments and a hard time that I gave him on the uh, chat on his radio show, he decided to invite me, and uh, it's it's been a life changer because going on this trip has made it where I have made some lifelong friends, got involved in doing this podcast, doing the Overland Radio, and and it's a life changer for me, and I absolutely love it. Thank you, Michael. For inviting me. I want to thank Lee for giving me someone to travel with, to go slow with, to hang out with when everybody else just took off. Otherwise, I'd been by myself several days. But thank you for going slow. Man, thank you, Lee, for giving me the opportunities that you have for being such a good friend. The rest of the guys, all so fun, so friendly, made this trip so miserable for me. It was one of those trips where, yes, I've been there, but I want to go back. The views were amazing. It was totally different from day one to day seven. Everything changed the further that we went, but I want to see it all again. It was that good. And so if you get a chance, go to the Enchanted Rockies page on Lifestyle Overland's website Download the route, and hopefully one day you can get out there and see what we saw and experience what we saw. And maybe one day I'll finish it because we didn't even do half of it. I can't wait to go see what the rest of it looks like, having seen what the first of it looks like. So thank you for joining me. I'm the Overland Philosopher. People call me the Professor. And I guess it's because I like to say bro a lot. I don't know, but it just kind of stuck. But I appreciate you coming along with me and letting me share my ride, my days in New Mexico on this trip. It was such an awesome time for me. And I can't wait until the next time that we can get out, see the beautiful countryside, see what God has made. Don't waste your time. We're never guaranteed time. Use it wisely. Get outside and see things you've never seen before. Do things you've never done before, before your time runs out. Overland Philosopher, out. Hope you have a wonderful day.
Hope you have a wonderful week. Hope you have a wonderful year out overlanding and seeing God's beautiful creation. Thank you.